0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: like the Wicked Richard West out here in Philly, and I hope all of you are somewhere nice and cool while you enjoy another evening of, of conversation on MD and Indie Radio. Um, my special guest was born in France, and I'm hoping that I'm saying her name properly. Sandrine Morat is a writer, author, and her work is published in audio and print. She has actually five books in the CD, and she's a translator. She resides in Winnipeg, Canada. She writes right now for TheExaminer.com, and uh, I'm not sure you all know about that, um, as the Winnipeg Art Examiner and Winnipeg Spirituality Examiner, as well as WAGTI Media Group and WAGTI Radio. She has a deep passion for educating and inspiring her fellow human beings. And for more information, we're going to give you her web address later, but we do want to invite her into our conversation. And, Sandrina, are you there?
2: I am here. Can you hear me? I can hear you.
1: It sounds a little distant. I don't know oh. if I have to play around. Okay. okay. I think I'm hearing you better now.
0: Okay. <laughs> you know, Good. I don't
1: think that's you though. I think that's blog talk because the uh, audio for my song that opened up the show mm-hmm. was Really, really loud, and I didn't have it set it loud, so I'm, I'm not okay. sure if I want to want to refresh my um in here, and hopefully that make it better. But how
2: are you? I am good. <laughs> I am good. How are you?
1: I'm fine. I'm glad you made it in. I know you're having some trouble. I think it's oh. a big thing because I had trouble on my webpage earlier. Like the, yeah. the entire the host had to shut down, and we were complaining so much, and their their tech people went on a break, so they won't be able to fix anything till tomorrow. So that mm-hmm. shuts down a lot of business websites. So, you know, I yeah. think we got to go back to the dinosaur age and just do yep. things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, You are a fellow writer like myself, and um, it looks like you've actually taken the reins to do your thing with your writing and did get it out there. So tell us about yourself and how you got involved in writing.
2: Okay, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me today. Thank you very much. Um, Well, as you said, um, I was born in France. Um, I lived in France most of my life. I studied there, and when I was 25, I decided to move.
1: And, um, I... Stay over here. Hi, nice. Hello? 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 Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm Hi. here. Hold on Nine <laughs> nine. Hi, a couple of people on the line. All right, there we go. Okay, <laughs> carry on. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's right. Uh, well, so I
2: would going to Try to speak down. a
1: little closer into your mic because it's going in and out. Like, oh, okay. it's like... Is it better?
2: Yeah, that's better. Okay, let me see if I can change something. I'm not sure. Can you hear me better? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Um, so I uh, I moved to Canada in 2003, um, and I started writing uh, a little over five years ago. Uh, so what got me into writing, so basically uh, in January of 2005, um, I was feeling really nauseous, really sad, and I thought, well, I should write a poem. And before that, I had never really written anything in my life uh, except for a journal. But uh, so I, I grabbed a piece of paper and a pen, and I started writing my first poem. And in an hour, it was done, and all of a sudden, the bug hit me. I had to write poetry, and that's how it got started. There was nothing that really started me per se. As a writer, um, I had studied English. I am a, an English major. I have a bachelor degree in uh, English to French translation. So I studied English quite in depth, uh, the technical aspects of English, linguistics, translation, and so on and so forth. So, but um, really nothing started me in the writing scene rather than just a, a feeling of wanting to, to write something. And that's, that's all. Wow so now did you did you enjoy just you
1: know just sharing your thoughts with other people? you know was it easy for you to do that
2: i yes i I didn't have any um really difficulties sharing with people because you know with the age of the internet, you know everything is public <laughs> uh, so you uh, you know, you have to share to a certain extent. You cannot share everything with everyone, right? So, uh, But I felt that it was important for me to share that part of me that could actually help people. Uh, I wanted to share experiences from which I had learned in the past so that I knew I could help people. I don't share everything, obviously, with the entire world because it would be boring for people. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I focus on on things as i said that i know will help people i use my experiences uh to to really uh provide um provoking thoughts uh for example uh, one of my uh, favorite topics is death uh my mom uh my mom committed suicide in 2005 it and, and i grieved really fast and i and i thought well you should use that experience of yours Uh, And bring it to people so that they have another vision of what death could mean. So I always try to inject some positivity in any experience that I share with people so that I can bring positivity to the world. So that's why I don't find it uh, really hard for me to share with with the world.
1: Wow, that's such a sad situation. I'm sorry to hear that, but I I am happy that you were able to, you know, find your way away from that grief because, you know, that is something that is just very traumatic to anyone. So, you know, uh, I can give some props to you for being able to be that strong. Um, Were you you. able to share, you know, any kind of strengths or or, um, things that you were able to use to help you get through that grief with other
2: people in your writing? Um I would say that usually when I know something huge is going to happen in my life I I I get ready for it. Um I lost a few members of my family, uh, my mom due to suicide, uh my aunt due to cancer, my grandfather lost his leg and basically died of you know, distraction, depression. So um you know when I know things like that are going to happen I prepare for it, and I try to prepare people around me. So I'm in a kind of frame of mind that I've gone through a lot of things in my life preparing for them. That's why I'm able to grieve them. And my goal as a person is to be at peace with things around me. Um, I think it's okay to be mad and angry at some point in your life, but you have to use that anger, uh, that pain, and turn it into something positive. I agree that it's hard, you know, to lose someone, but at the same time, life has to go on, and and that's what I try to share in my poetry and and all the other things I write, Um, and I think too many people are negative these days, and and everyone has to go through death, everyone has to go through grief, everyone has to go through experiencing someone who has cancer, everyone has to go through difficult things in their lives, and if we don't if we cannot try at least to turn those experiences into something positive, the world will never change. Um, so that's why we have to take our weaknesses and use them uh, to our own advantage. Um, and, and to be the change we want, to. One that, uh, we have to be the change if we want the change to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. I understand that completely, and I agree with you 100%. Um, A lot of people are afraid of change, and they are afraid to do anything different than their usual routine, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it keeps them from moving forward. And Mm -hmm. if they allow emotions to hold on to themselves, then it makes it harder for them to grow out of that Mm -hmm. because it is a part of life to lose someone. It's a part of life to go through traumatic situations. You know, there's no balance in this world if you don't have some good with some bad. Mm -hmm. So I would believe that you have to learn how to handle anything Mm -hmm. that could possibly come your way because God gives you the strength to do that. So, you know, whatever we can do as writers or or, you know, radio hosts or yes. television, anything that gets to the media of the, you know, the masses of listeners mm-hmm. and readers or whatever, I think we should always give whatever helps us as information and guidance for those folks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, um, what other, what other um, you know, opportunities um, were you able to accomplish with your writing?
2: Well, <laughs> writing has obviously taken me to the next level. <laughs> um, I, You know, French being my mother tongue, first of all, I, I, I never thought I would be able to write in English or in any other language. Uh, so it's kind of an achievement in itself for myself. Um, I would say that I writing brought me in the path of several amazing people, Uh, and and gave me the opportunity to connect with people who are very inspirational and have truly helped me uh, to become a better person and a better artist in the the same process. Uh, So I've been able to extend... You know my experience, and and not focus only on poetry because, you know, we'll all have to eat, right? So, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so I was offered to uh, to write for uh, some great websites, um, Wacti Radio and Wakti Media Group. Um, Wacti is the acronym for We Are Greater Than I. Uh, the brainchild behind this idea is April Sims, and she works tirelessly to provide an inspirational and positive terrain for independent artists. So when she offered me to write for her and for, the, for her company, I was very, uh, very, very happy because uh, it was taking my writing to the next level. Then she redirected me to examiner.com. Uh, and examiner.com is basically news online. Uh, it's it's quite famous in the U.S. and Canada. and It is. It is basically citizen journalists uh, who report news, report events. They cover things in their areas. Uh, So what you have to do is to submit a piece of writing and then they decide to hire you or not. But you're considered as an independent contractor, so uh, you're not a regular employee. Uh so what this this has allowed me to do is to cover events and to get my word out there. So now I'm not only promoting my name, I'm also promoting others as well because I try to cover a lot of uh topics pertaining to spirituality first and then art in my area, which is Manitoba in Canada. So I'm able to get the word out there about my name and and about others as well. So I'm working, I'm really walking The talk of my writing basically, when I always say, you know, you have to support others in any way you can. And now I'm able to support others as well through my writing. So it's definitely to me the next level. And then, you know, I started writing for other sites as well, uh, associated content, uh, try ons, and and so on and so forth, Studio One on One, where I try to share uh, my advice and my knowledge about. You know, promotion, marketing, how authors and independent artists should work and how they should work together and promote themselves better. So, I'm trying to share my insights about things. So, I would say that writing is definitely a great opportunity for anyone who has knowledge and who is willing to share because writing can help anyone with branding and promotion and marketing endeavors. That's why writing in so, is so important, despite the fact that many people are visual learners, uh, writing is definitely the thing that will help people in the long run, so uh, I, I, I would say that the opportunities are tremendous and huge, but you have to work really hard, you know, success doesn't happen over time, you have to work, to be willing to work seven days a week and 365 days a year, And that's why I would say a lot of independent artists do not last long because they're not willing to put so much work. Uh, They're not willing to work that hard. And then, you know, they wonder why they're not successful. But it all comes in an entire package. If you're not able to deliver, then success will never come to you.
1: I certainly agree with that. I know lots of artists that I've come across that, you know, they, they have the big head dreams and, and they look at all these other artists and they think it was so easy for them to get yep. there, but that is a nonstop process mm-hmm. because you are promoting yourself. You have to get your music out there, and especially when you're independent, you don't have those big major labels behind yep. you. You you don't have the time to just sit around and let somebody do anything for you. You have to do it yourself, yes. and they just don't realize before they get into it, how difficult it is, and you have to really be ready to work mm-hmm. hard It's just yes. like acting it's just like being a race car driver. you can't just mm-hmm. be a race car driver either you know you just you have to work hard at doing mm-hmm. a lot of different things, so yes, you know, yes. I agree with you mm-hmm. now do you do you um do any other type of writing you know besides what you're um doing right now?
2: Well, I, in the past, um, I wrote two plays. Uh, I dabbed into novels and, and short stories as well. But I really find my calling is into poetry and, and sharing articles, like uh, thought-provoking articles and blogging and stuff like that. I love plays. I love novels. I love short stories. But I, I, I like to appeal to people's imagination better than telling them everything, basically. And I find that novels have... Uh, to me, it's a problem with novel because I don't like to go into details. I like people to imagine things rather than read all the details. So uh, that's why my, my calling is really, I would say, into poetry and uh, sharing my knowledge.
1: Okay. Well, I understand. I, I actually made a t- an attempt to write a, a novel. Mm-hmm. I'm just so impatient, and I, I just hate writing a lot of adjectives. So <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I decided to go into writing screenplays. So now you're mm. writing, are you writing theater plays? Is that what you um, you dabbled into? Yes,
2: yes, 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 yes. I wrote, How was that uh, experience? Oh, it was fantastic because um, it was a period in my life uh, when I needed, you know, to focus on certain things to feel better. I had a lot of questions about life at the time. And I wrote a, I would say, semi-autobiographical play. Um and, and the second play I wrote was a poetry play, as I like to call it. So basically in this play, um I talked about a lot of topics that people, you know, don't really like to talk about. I, I dealt with, for example, genocide um physical abuse sexual abuse um uh, homosexuality uh death of course and many more topics and, and they are turned into poems so they follow a certain pattern a certain certain chronolo- chronological order and i really hope i really hope one day i will be able to direct this play in particular because i think it has a lot of potential and i i think it will open a lot of a lot of eyes <laughs> so <laughs>
1: Now are you you writing all your material in French or are you writing it in English or what
2: Well at the beginning I I started in French um and then I realized you know what there's not the the public the French public is not really open to what I write the the ideas I bring are novel to most people and 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 it kind of scares scares people in a way because when you throw, you know, truth in their faces they, they don't they're not really happy about it. <laughs> so um, uh, you know, I decided all of a sudden to start writing in English because someone said, Well, you know, you had some like minor success in French. Some people reacted quite well and and I thought, Well what the heck I should try And I started writing in English and it went well. I, I um I rarely write in French now unless I'm really forced to when I'm working on a project or I'm collaborating with someone else. But uh, apart from that, I most I would say that I write in English 99% of the time now.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. Um, now, the Examiner, oh, I know in the United States, um, I used to actually get that when they mm-hmm. sold it in the, in the supermarket,
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: was more like, um, well, some of it was a little bit of gossip, and then a, a lot of it was things happening around the world and um, the stories. There wasn't much local stuff from my area, mm-hmm. um, but I, don't, I haven't looked at it in a while. So can you give me an idea of the type of material that is found in that now, especially since they're online now?
2: Well, it's not examiner it's not the same. It's not the examiner. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's examiner.com. Okay. They're not the same at all. So they don't like to be oh. like, they don't like to be mixed up. It's kind of an insult to each oh, other. Oh, they should <laughs> change that name then. They should, <laughs> taking a the the out it doesn't mean anything out
1: here because people just pay attention to the anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I know.
2: It's examiner. That's why they, they ask us to say examiner.com. So that people know that it's online and it's not the examiner. So, basically, examiner.com um, they they select you uh, based on a sample of writing that you submit, and then they say, "Well, you're, you're good or you're not good, whatever." And would you be happy to cover topics in uh, your area? For example, for myself, I submitted a, a a piece on spirituality, so they said you would be excellent. Uh, to talk about spirituality in winnipeg um so first of all they make you local and if you write enough articles and you're good enough then they may offer you to be national to become a national examiner uh so then i applied to become an art examiner because i found it pretty much um limiting that i had to to talk only about spirituality in my area there's nothing much happening um so then i submitted another piece of writing and for art i i um, i said well there's no one covering art in my area so can i apply to it they said yes so i submitted another piece and then now i get to cover anything related to art in my area so basically what people have to do uh they're local so for example if you're in atlanta and you are you have to cover let's say uh let's say movies. So you will be the Atlanta movies examiner and your and your job is to check out all the news, everything related to movies in your area. So for example, uh if um what's the new uh, eclipse? Uh Eclipse will be out very soon. So you're going, for example, to, to wait at a theater and interview people to get their their view and to get the invite, their excitement, and their testimonies on what they think about, you know, the movie and so on and so forth. And then you are going to report it on, in an article. And the good thing about examiner.com is, there, is that there is no one behind you to tell you, oh, no, you're not doing it right, you're doing it wrong. No one, you're totally free. The only requirement that you cover local topics. Uh, but then you can basically write about anything you want. What they want is people who can write in proper English, can make proper sentences. <laughs> it, it, I, I underline this, this because a lot of people think that they can write, but they cannot, they cannot actually spell. So they cannot claim that they are <laughs> all writers. All the spell and,
1: checkers out there? <laughs> I'm sorry? I said with all the spell checking software out there.
2: Well, people are lazy overall, you know. <laughs> they don't even check it. Uh, so yeah, basically, local examiners, examiners, they have to cover local topics uh, in their areas, um, and it's it's great because you can get business cards and you're considered as press. So, for example, uh, two weeks ago, I covered events in my area. There was a an event, a gathering. Uh, regarding uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission was the first national event organized to talk about uh, survivors of the res- residential school system in Canada, something that people hadn't heard, had not heard, had never heard about uh, when it happened. And, and nothing was taught in schools and so forth. So it was kind of a unique event. And, and I covered the events as press. So I was able to take pictures, I was able to write on topics, I was able to interview authors, and, and so on and so forth. I wrote a series of articles on this entire event. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a really great opportunity. Uh, it doesn't pay that much, but it pays much more than a lot of other sites, <laughs> so, uh, for those people looking to make tons of money, no. Nope. <laughs> but you do that because you want to promote. You want to promote your name. You want to build your brand. You want to be seen as a serious writer, and you want to get. Uh, you want to get a your name out there. So that's basically what Examiner.com is about, and it's a great opportunity for anyone who can actually write well.
1: Wow let me take a moment to say hi to the folks in the chat room and also our listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us in chat. Um, And I would like to offer you the opportunity to, if you can't call in your questions, just type them in the chat room and I'll be happy to ask our guests questions. Um, We do have a question coming from, uh, I believe it's Jamal. And he would like to know, uh, do you feel that, uh, Getting in depth in English can influence, uh, I believe he's trying to say, the French writers or the French readers.
2: I'm sorry, I didn't hear your question.
1: Do you feel that getting in depth in in your writing and using English can influence um, any French readers who are, I guess, English readers as well?
2: I don't know if I'll be able to answer this question. I'll try. (laughs) Um, Having a knowledge – being a foreigner is a great advantage uh, because no matter who you are, you don't need to to study at university to know your language, to know another language. You will be forced to pay attention to what you say and the way you say it. You will pay attention to it much more than if you were a native speaker of the language. Um, so I would say that me having actually, uh, studied it in depth has tremendously helped me, uh, to shape my style as a writer. Um, and, and the way I write in English is very different from the way I write in, in French. Uh, there are two different styles. Um, I, uh, when I write in English, I like to focus on topics that are, um, more, I would say, abstract, and French, I keep the topics to love and, you know, everyday everyday topics, uh, which is quite the contrary, actually, to what English and French stand for. French is more abstract and English is more concrete in the way that when you say it, it's blunt, basically. Uh, in French, you will need 10 words to say the same thing in English. So um, I don't know if I answer the question, <laughs> but uh, that's what I would say. Okay, and I,
1: I would just ask Jamal if that's okay, if, if that, he's pleased with that answer, and anybody else who would like to ask questions, feel free to do so. We're going to take a short break uh, and play a song of one of our independent artists who's been on the show before. Her name is Kyra Simone, and she's from the United Kingdom, and she's a beautiful woman who is also a writer, she writes poetry and she writes spoken word so um she tries to incorporate that with her singing and such a beautiful voice that she has you know that's what really makes it special so i'm going to go ahead and play one of her songs i'm just it's she has so many that are so beautiful that it's hard to pick just one
0: <laughs>
1: unfortunately and while i'm I'm putting on a song. I would like the audience to uh, think of some questions that they may want to ask. And um, then we'll be right back with our guest. So uh-huh. so much uh, for coming back with us. It's Ravinda, your host of MDN Indie Radio, if you're just tuning in. And that was Kyra Simone from the UK, a beautiful songstress, um, poet, writer, and she's very wonderful. She also has her own radio show, um, it's UK Soul. Uh, Dot com I believe. And if you'd like to get more information on her music, you can go to www.kyra simone. It's K Y R A S I M O N E. Kyra simone. Dot com. Um You can find her music. You can also find her book and I believe that she is doing some book signings in the U.K., so if you're an international guest, um, check her out on all of your media, and um, you'll be able to find out where to, to see her live. And she will be back on our show again. We're actually going to bring her in to do a, a weekly segment, so if you'd be happy to, um, you know, ask her some questions as well, I will make sure that I'll let you know all about that. Uh, feel free to go to... Um, my radio site um is ww.mzadio that's spruce dot so That's M Z N Radio. I'll also put that in the chat room, and uh, I'll be highlighting a lot of our guests on the radio show on there and any future guests. Uh, we do have several guests coming this week. We have um, Mike Swift and we have Lyric Hill, who are uh, music artists. We also have the the prestigious uh, son of Mr. Petito Puente. We have Tito Puente Jr. coming, and hopefully we can get him in this week, if not early next week. Uh, We're trying to just confirm some schedule, um, you know, with him because he's so busy with his new album, and his music is is pretty hauntingly like his father's, but you'll enjoy it. So back to our guests and dreams. Thank you so much for being here with us, and thank you also for joining the chat room. I see you in there.
2: (laughs) Yes, thank you. Thank you, and I see Jamel and Kua i know very well their friends and jamel is calling from tunisia if i remember correctly so is up very late i think it's about 2 a.m over there if i'm not mistaken so i really appreciate him staying up you know to support me he's really he's really supportive of independent artists so he's, he's a great example of an audience a member of an audience who is really supportive so thank you very much for being here well, thank you, Jamel. And please feel free to go check
1: out the archives because we generally play a lot of independent artists. And you can see all of them there um, that we've had in the previous shows. And uh, if you have any artists that you know of that you'd like to refer to us, you can always send them to me at my email address, radio at gmail.com. And I'm always happy to you know, schedule some promotion time on the radio. For for independent artists. This is a great forum for them to get their music out. And then we also refer them to our other radio host partners. So, you know, it's a a big thing to know exactly what part of the radio you're going to be um, listening to. And we have a global audience. And Blog Talk alone has three to four or five million um, listeners. And, of course, I have my own little category of listeners all over the world. So I'm happy that you're here. Anybody else wants to provide some of that for us, please do. So, Sandrine, um, what other, you know, uh, topics would you
2: like to work on in the future? Oh, topics. <laughs> um, well, if my computer allows me to, <laughs> I um, I would like to complete my second spoken word CD. Um, my first spoken word CD was uh, released last year. In 2009, and I had I had started working on a second spoken word CD, but due to you know an old computer, an old laptop that is re- ready to die, uh, you know I had to put you know my project on hold because, as you know, and a lot of people know, you know independent artists are not backed up by any major label or uh, publishing house for authors, right. and and we have to provide our own budget. Um, and, and when people don't buy and a lot of people don't support us, so it's very hard for us to make ends meet, basically. So sometimes we know we have to put our projects on hold because we don't have the finances, we don't have the money to, to complete our projects. So people ask us and ask me, sorry, they ask me, why can't you finish it? Well, you know, I need support and I need money to finish it. I cannot always put my money, And if and I tell them if I count it, the amount of money I invested into my projects and, you know, compare it to the amount of money I made in my in my entire years as a writer, you know, this money wouldn't cover an eighth of the money I invested. Uh so people need to understand that it's not up to us to actually complete our projects. It's not to it's not up to us to be able to provide the best products out there. It's up to audiences to support us so that we can actually provide uh the best products out there and on the other side on the other end um you know independent artists have to understand that it's important to value their products as well because a lot of them do not understand that by giving away your products uh you're actually undervaluing undermining the entire industry And um, the independent uh, industry in general is suffering from it. And as a translator, this is something I see all the time. You know, uh, customers ask us for rates. They want lower and lower rates. And we cannot say yes, because most of the time these rates are lower than minimum wages that people would make in third world countries. So at some Hmm. point we have to say no. And it's important that people start realizing that, we need the money to be able to complete our projects, so as much as I would like to complete my spoken word album and work on other topics um, write all the books as much as I would love to take part as as collaborations and many projects maybe get into collaborating with painters and write poetry over paintings and so on and so forth I can't afford it because I don't have the financial i don't I don't have the finances i I don't have the money to support my projects. So people need to start understanding that so that we can actually complete our projects and provide quality products because I refuse, I absolutely refuse um, to release a product that is not good. Right. It's very, very, very important. So I'm done with my spiel. (laughs) Well, you know,
1: you're absolutely right. Um, the, I do think that some parts of the music industry, when especially when it comes to independent music, um, it's pretty much it's, it's having a lot of problems. It's having a lot of issues. And it's based mm-hmm. on, you know, to me, the corporation of the major labels, um, just, you know, changing the way things are done, um, and making it more, you know, um, how should I say it? It's just corporatized. Because it's not about really loving music anymore, and it's not yes. about quality music anymore. It's just about what they think is safe by like coming out with all these clone artists, which are just artists who sound just like another artist. It's pretty much the same music because it worked for one artist they think it's going to continue to work.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, they
1: don't realize that people do get tired of the same thing. And the fact that they monopolize the commercial radio stations and doing mm-hmm. it for money where they're playing the same music over and over again yes. it does not help the issue. And then because they, they've lost a lot of money and the Internet has helped them to lose that money, they're trying to monopolize the Internet so that, Before, Mm -hmm. when the Internet was a a voice for independent artists, now the major artists are just pretty much taking over and Mm -hmm. moving those Mm -hmm. artists out of the way. So you're pretty much back to square one. So Mm -hmm. I understand exactly what that means, and, you know, hopefully we can come up with some type of solutions to that, working as a group, you know, together, Mm -hmm. and build, you know, uh, some type of alliance with our artists so that we can protect them.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, you know, it's also up to – To artists as well uh, to work in that sense, because we cannot always say, you know, the audiences are not listening to us, when independent artists, uh, and I've done it too, independent artists make major mistakes and don't look at themselves in the mirror trying to change the status quo. The problem comes from two sources. In the first place, it's us, as independent artists, we have to educate others, but how can we educate audiences when we lack the knowledge and we lack the education the education ourselves so it's very important to uh, stop complaining you rent a little bit stop complaining and do enough research you self-educate so that you can provide the product and you can provide the knowledge to people so that they can finally understand why they need to support us but um, the, the, the main problem is that a minority of independent artists make a lot of noise they're very noisy about what they do and they do it wrong so the audiences members of audiences, readers, listeners, think that all independent artists are the same. So that's why we need to stop that minority of artists who do a bad job so that we can start working together. And I agree with you that we all need to come as one and and speak the same language, create a sort of unity so that we can start all take advantage of harness the power of the Internet because we can do so many things with the Internet and it's free. And a lot of people don't know it because they don't do enough research. If we all come together and start speaking the same language, We will thrive in the end. We will be successful. But right now, we cannot be successful because we're all separately um, trying to, to get part of the market to get a share of the piece of the pie that we can't obviously have because we don't know how to get it. We don't know how to get our name out there properly. So. That's what we have to start working on, and for most of us, it will require starting from scratch again, and a lot of people are scared of it, but for myself, I'm not scared of starting from scratch again after so many years. I will start from scratch if need be, if I can serve as an example to the other artists that you can be successful despite problems if you are the change you want to see in the world.
1: That's so true. And, of course, they should also learn as much as they can about all the different opportunities in the internet mm-hmm. and It's not just about the social networking i mean yes. there's a lot of business internet marketing that you should mm-hmm. educate yourself on on using search engines and um you know keywords and and internet marketing on business levels and creating blogs mm-hmm. and things like that those are things that will really help you because it puts you everywhere and then all all you have to do is just make sure you associate your links to your radio or your music sites so that people will be directed to those areas and they can hear your music you also should look into um getting email listing um uh, opportunities where you can create a mailing list. You can do yes. that on ReverbNation.com. Create a mailing list that, you know, when you when you come up with a blog or something or you're doing a, a show somewhere, you can put that information in a blog and that blog can be added onto all those bookmarking sites and then you're going to grow an audience that's mm-hmm. like unbelievable and mm-hmm. a lot of, I think a lot of people either they don't know how to do it or they don't take the time to do it. I just feel that if you're going to do something for your own career you need to start doing a lot of the work you themselves mm-hmm. and not depend on anybody, because I know a lot of artists that don't know how to do anything, so they'll go and get somebody to do it for them, and, and they don't know mm-hmm. exactly what it is that person does, yep. so what they do is they put all this money out, that person will just fill their head up yes. with a bunch of crap, say that they're doing this and that and the other, and nothing ever gets hap- um, happened, and then they've wasted mm-hmm. their money, so they need to educate themselves about what it is that person's actually going to do, mm-hmm. so they can be able to track it, yep. you know? Yes.
2: And and, and you you can't put all your eggs in the same nest as well. That's why I'm writing for so many different websites and, and, and services because I want to put my name out there in a big way. I don't want to stay on one site because I'm being paid. I want, you know, to be to appear as a reliable source of information as well. And I know so many pen artists are doing the same and they are doing a fantastic job. Uh, I'm talking about Natalie Brown, for example. She's also from Canada originally and she's doing a fantastic job of promoting herself, branding herself in the right way she does vlogs Uh, she has her own website which she does a lot of things she has her own community Uh, she gives advice she helps and so on and so forth and she does it in such a great way that she is a real example of what independent artists should do right now she diversifies her services and what she has to offer and even if you don't sell anything if you appear sell anything In the short term, if you appear as a reliable source of information in your niche, in your industry, uh, people will trust you, and in the long run, you will be able to sell and to be recognized as someone professional, as someone serious, and and that's the problem with most independent artists. Uh, They see themselves in the short run. They don't see the long run. They don't see the big picture, and that's their main problem. That's why most of them fail. So when people come to see me to ask for advice, I I ask them the following question. Are you here to stay, or do you want to be a one-hit wonder? It's your own choice. (laughs) But if you make this choice, take responsibility for it and do not complain. If you want to be here to stay, do what you have to do to stay. If you want to be a one-hit wonder, do what you have to do to be a one-hit wonder. That's all you have to do. And there are perfect examples of what one-hit wonders can be and how detrimental it can be for them as human beings as well. So when you make a choice, no matter who you are, musician, band, author, writer, translator, photographer, make your choice. Take responsibility for it and stop complaining and be the change. So.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm going. I hope people are going to pay attention to that. And you know, of course, just let everybody know this show is available for download once it's over. And if you'd like to keep the words of Sandrine and myself available to you to play on your iPhone or your iTunes or your uh, other uh, media player on your computer, you can do so um, following the show. It'll show um, the information for today's show, and it'll have a download button. So I ask if you can click on that. And if you like to give us a rating as well or leave a comment, you'll also see that in the same location. So um, I thank you for saying that. Um, now let me ask you a question about um, – Uh, spoken word I know that spoken word is it has always been around it's been Mm -hmm. a you know a big thing for a long long time but it was pretty much in a catacombs of the music uh, industry so now that I see a lot of people bringing it out because of all the issues Uh and they're incorporating other music styles with spoken word what do you think about that what's your opinion on it
2: well, I think spoken word is a wonderful art form. Um, I make a difference between poetry and spoken word because these are two different things. Um, it's, 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 it's a great um, art form because it, it has a very specific spiritual essence, um, a when you read a poem, you know you don't have the voice. You can't hear the voice. You cannot hear anything. So you're just you're just reading. But when you hear a spoken word artist, you get the entire package. You get the artist's spiritual essence. You get the words. You get the tone of voice. You get the entire how um, how uh, focused the person is and how they want to render their piece. Uh, so when it's done well, because A lot of time it's not done well, unfortunately, but when it is done well, I believe that spoken word can be the solution for many to many of the problems we have right now. And I'm talking about homelessness, I'm talking about cancer, I'm talking about AIDS and so on and so forth. People listen to spoken word. They don't want to buy it, but they want to listen to it. People are craving for messages that come directly from the people. And that's why it's so successful these days because it comes directly from the voice of the people. Anyone who has passion, who's passionate enough, can read, can do well in spoken word uh, scene. So I think it's 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 a wonderful uh, form of art.
1: Wow, I mean, I, I I don't I can write poetry that is used for spoken word, but mm-hmm. I, I have personal issues about my voice, and the Mm -hmm. things that I write are are very adult-natured, and it doesn't sound right coming from me. So what I did was found um, someone with a a sultry type of voice Mm -hmm. to read it out loud for me, and that way I could still get it out there. And um, we actually have a project we're working on called Mm -hmm. Stages of Love, and it's basically poems um, and it's spoken word poems because of the way they're relayed, uh, about each each phase of a relationship between a man and a woman from the moment of meeting to possibly, you know, mm-hmm. um, separating or whatever. And we have a male artist who's a spoken word mm-hmm. artist who's going to do the, the the male's part, and then I have, uh, I'm actually asking Kyra to do the female's part. And we're actually going to turn it into a stage production.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Um, with contemporary dancers um, doing some of the, you know, the the parts of the um, poetry that they'll be reading. So I think that you can take your poetry and and do a whole lot of things with it and involve Mm -hmm. a lot of different types of entertainment. And and it doesn't just have to be just something that's written on a piece of paper or in a Mm -hmm. book or something. Yes, yes, yes. If you think about Cirque du Soleil, Cirque uh du Soleil is like a, it's like almost a billion-dollar entertainment. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, they're everywhere. They come up with all kind of stuff everywhere mm-hmm. all over the world, and it's basically a poem in motion. It's mm-hmm. performance art, but it's based off of a, a story. So you can pretty much tell the story by watching what yep. they're doing because
2: of the way they yep. act it out. Mm-hmm. I agree. But uh, they, they are so successful as well because, you know, they've branded themselves – Really well. There are many, many, many groups, uh, groups of artists who can produce the same kind of things, but they don't know how to brand themselves. So they have, they're a perfect example of what you can do. You can still be an artist, be really, really talented. If you do the right promotion, the right marketing, here is what you have. You have Cirque du Soleil, and they're famous in the entire world, and their content is magnificent, as you said. But there are so many people who are the same, but, you know, they cannot be as successful as Cirque du Soleil for what I just said. So, uh, but that's true. Cirque du Soleil is amazing. It's truly it's really amazing. It's poetry in motion, as you said, yes.
1: Well, I haven't seen it live. I've seen it on, on video and things like that because as, uh, I'm a, a travel agent, so mm-hmm. I get to look at a lot of different uh, events that were videotaped by the the travel reviewers who mm-hmm. go, I guess they're paid by the hotel to go and check out the hotel and the entertainment mm-hmm. at the hotel and things like that. So one of the uh, my associates um, went to uh, a Cirque du Soleil that, I think that thing was about an hour and a half long or something, and it involved water, and, and the stage was actually turned into like a swimming pool. And, I mean, it it had these different little hydro other parts of the stage that would go down and then come up. So either you're swimming around doing water Mm -hmm. ballet or you're coming back up and you're walking on this big uh, lap, like a platform, and then leaping off of that into the water. So just watching that would kind of dissuade somebody away a little bit from, you know, whatever it is they're um, doing. But – in another sense, you can sit there and watch the whole story and just, mm-hmm. you know, make it up yourself mm-hmm. in your head. What's going on? Yes. yes. Um, now I say that because a lot of people who have ability to write that don't do it commercially or to do it for profit mm-hmm. or anything.
0: Yes. Should
1: they should be able to get, um, you know, access to certain things to teach them how to do that type of thing yes. or to. They yes. use some type of tools to help them bring out their creativity now, yes. would it be anything that you've ever used that you could uh you know refer anybody to
2: huh <laughs> uh i i I would say uh, to do to do their own research and ask around basically ask around you know because there's nothing wrong with just consider. Uh, writing as a hobby, really, there's nothing wrong with it. If you don't want to be paid for it. That's that's fine but I, I think there are tons and tons and tons of um, of, um, of of Places and websites where you can go uh, To get workshops and so on and so forth. I know for example on Twitter uh, if you know how to use hashtags. Uh there are a few uh chats uh that go on every week. I know one, for example, lit chat, L I T C H A T. Uh if you follow this uh, particular hashtag you will I think they have a conversation going on every Monday or Tuesday afternoon. They talk about writing, they they give feedback, they discuss, you know topics such as today, I think, was the topic of passion. Uh, they have a, another chat uh, called AM Writing, AM Writing, uh, and so on and so forth. Twitter is a great source. Otherwise, they should maybe check out the Ning, the Ning Network. And on Facebook, they have some, um, some fan pages as well in groups where you can basically groom your style. Um, but uh, in terms of – I can't think of something right now in particular – uh, they should go to google and and you know um look for articles um ease in articles will give you tips now I'm thinking of it ease in article studio one on one they should go on this uh, article sharing website and then we'll find tons of um Tons of topics and articles on the topic, uh, but most of all, they should read. They should read a lot and, and try maybe to emulate their favorite writers and authors. Emulate them in the sense that it will help them shape, them, uh, shape their styles, um, and and that's and, and also write with their hearts. And that's what matters. You write with your heart and mind, and, and usually it does the trick as well. Because you will always find someone to tell you, you know, you're not good enough or you're not going to be able to make it. You know, your style is not good. You know, they should, not, they should only listen to themselves. And if they feel happy about writing the way they write, then it's all good to me. Well, I'd
1: also like to interject into that with additional resources now. First of all, with Ning, just so you know, Ning is about to make some changes in their services. It used to be free for quite a long time. I actually have five Ning sites. But um, they are going to be charging a fee to use it on a monthly basis. So um, just so you know, going in, um, they do have a great forum. But you can also go to uh, sprues.com if you just – go to it through my website, which it'll have a link on there, and it's Enterprises dot spruz s-p-r-u-z dot com you can look at my site to see how it you know, turns out on there and then um, you can go ahead and just check out the link for spruz and you can get started there um, they don't charge they're, they're saying that they're going to be free forever but they do have additional services which are um, a little bit of extra but like the minimum amount is $10 a month and that's just mm-hmm. so that you can add more elements to your um, site and right now I have like the maximum amount for the free account, so I actually just upgraded because I like to put a lot of uh, bells and whistles on my site. Um, that is a resource, and then um, I will also refer you to Blogger um, mm-hmm. if you would like to take you know a little time and learning how to do all that stuff and just practicing with Blogger. That's free, and you could also go if you are a writer and you already have this experience. You can go to um, Odesk.com which gives you uh, opportunities to make money doing that by working for someone who needs a writer. Um, There's a lot of companies that go there. It was actually, um, they did a story about it on our, our national news, and ever since then I've been a part of them. There's all types of different jobs that you can get on there depending on what your skills are, but for writers it's a big thing because a lot of people need help writing the content for their websites and some people need it for their blog so they they actually want to make money with a blog, but they don't want to write it. So they'll ask somebody else to write it, and then they'll split whatever with you. Or they have some business materials that, you know, things they give to their employees that they don't have the time to write. So if you have a special technical uh, skill, you know, or or area of expertise, you can go on there at odesk.com. You don't have to pay anything to sign up or whatever. You can pretty much say what you want to get paid, and then they have they, they check all the businesses or whoever that is asking for people to work for them out. So you don't have to worry about getting scammed or anything.
2: They also have,
1: like, um, uh, some type of resource on there, like a community resource, where you can just talk with each other about stuff and, and just um, find out what the jobs are. There's a lot of different opportunities on there. So I would advise you all to check that out, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Good idea. Now can you give me the can you tell me who like what writers do you read? Like what what people are you inspired by?
2: Well, many, many, many. <laughs> uh my number one, numero uno um author, uh, my favorite ever is Khalil Gibran, uh the author of The Prophet, uh and Jesus the Son of Man. Um I basically read uh Whatever inspirational story I can find, and, and most of the time I focus on spiritual books. Um, I'm talking about Gandhi. I'm talking about um, Krishna and so on and so forth. Um, I would say, apart from Jabran, I don't really have a favorite favorite per se, because I realize that there are so many authors and writers out there that have. Beautiful things to say, and who can be inspirational in their own way, and they don't have to be part of the classic group of authors. They can be modern writers and contemporaries as well. Uh, so every time I pick up an inspirational story, this is uh, what I like to follow. But apart from that, nothing, uh, nothing much, I would say. Now, do you have any indie artists that you that you like? Oh, yes, many. <laughs> one mm-hmm. is in the room right now, Natalie Brown. I talked about her earlier. Natalie Brown, my goodness, she has an amazing voice. Uh, you know, as I always joke about, you know, a lot of people think, when they think about Canada, they think Céline Dion. Oh, my God, Céline Dion. But let me tell you, Natalie Brown, she has one of the most amazing voices I've ever heard. Um, what else? Uh, in terms of uh, spoken word artists, um, Tishambe, the poet, Um, who else, Uh, Chris, uh, Christopher, Poetry Man, Poetry Man, Uh, Abel Sims, of course, who else can I think of, Uh, just Bill as well, he's a poet, a spoken word artist, he has released a few books, very, very, very talented as well, Um, Safia Muhammad, of course, Um, and there are too many for me to to really uh, give you names, but that's, uh, more or less the list that comes to mind right now, wow,
1: now, what is it that inspires you about you know um a particular uh piece from a writer you know what 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 do you look at to to draws your attention
2: well i am a i like to call myself a spiritual person um when, when I talk to someone when I read a piece i I, I try to read between the lines or when I listen to a song I try to hear the words and try to imagine in between the words um, I, I, I try to pay attention to their essence what they have to bring to the table I don't only pay attention to the words so to me um, I, 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 to me it has to come in a total package it's not only the words it's not only the song it's what uh, what the voice of the author of the singer can be Um so it's I, I I usually say that an artist leaves a spiritual imprint behind them. Um, for example, in the case of William, just Bill, um, everything that he creates as a deep 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 intent if you really pay attention to his videos to what he has to say there's a deep message behind everything he writes everything he says Um, and and that's the main reason why most of mainstream art is so negative these days because it's so uh, all the artists are so focused on money that they do not produce they do not create anything positive anymore they create to make money the difference between mainstream artists and independent artist is the fact that uh, independent artists put their hearts mind and souls into what they do they of course they do it for the money but at the same time that's not the reason why they started being independent artists they started being artists because they wanted to share their passion with the world and that's what makes such a difference and that's why almost no one listens to them because what they have to to bring to the table is something totally unique, totally creative, and totally positive compared to mainstream music. So I would say that it's basically the spiritual essence behind the creation that really appeals to me.
1: And I agree with that. I feel the same way about that. People are not focused anymore on the actual art of of music they're focused on what they can be compensated for and it's mm-hmm. basically because they're watching other artists yes. really you know just blast all over the world what they have mm-hmm. you know every every song out there or every video you see is just about somebody having yes. something you know and that's why I like a lot of the videos for um, Haiti um, mm-hmm. the people who are doing music for Haiti they're showing people you know, that are destitute and just without anything. And then other countries, too, that they're showing in their videos. They're showing, you know, it's, it's more to life than having a brand-new car with, you know, 24-inch mm-hmm. rims and all this jewelry and all. Those things are depreciated the minute they walk out yes. of the sales lot. So, yes. you know, what things do you have left in yourself and in your life that is long-term mm-hmm. that that you could hold on to that is more important, that never changes its value? And, mm-hmm. you know, do you, those are the things that you have to think about when you're creating yeah. music and you're thinking of a song, cause music, is a, a lifelong experience.
0: Mm-hmm. And you
1: should write it just like mm-hmm. that. A lifelong experience. What, about any part of being human, you should be writing about that experience and not yeah. about what's going on at the strip club with mm-hmm. you know, what's, what's going on when somebody beat up somebody or found somebody mm-hmm. cheating on somebody or whatever you know, whatever mm-hmm. is negatively being written about. So I do agree with that and and I, I hope that people start making changes. Now, we have a a guest in our chat room that has a question for you, and that would be just Bill. He wants to know what is your vision? It's a two-part question. Uh, What is your vision in your career, and where do you see yourself and your
2: art form going? Uh, What's my vision, my career? What is my vision? I I would say that I I, I want to share uh, my passion with the world. I want to share the person I am with the world, but a person that can bring change in people's lives, um, especially through topics like death, because uh, when my mom died, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I grieved very fast and, and so on and so forth. And, and what I did is uh, that I wrote a book dedicated to the topic of death, and I tried to bring short poetry um, and, and, and write a series of short poems, about forty of them, that would focus on, a, on the positive aspects of what death may mean because to me it's not because we we have never seen anyone come back from the afterlife to tell us exactly what is going on that we have the right to say oh you know someone is dead it's so sad of course it's sad to lose someone but at the same time why does everything have to be sad why do we only have to think about our own pain why can't we think about someone who's maybe happy to be maybe happy to be dead and to be given the opportunity maybe to reconnect with other things. So um, I I try to bring positivity in people's lives because I think there is enough negativity as it is with the world today. Um, And I'm trying to see the second part of the question. And how do I see myself and my art form going well, um, I see myself focusing less on poetry these days because I'm really, really busy on working on branding and promotion and marketing and making myself um, more more as a reliable source of information, more as a information provider rather than a poet. Uh, because for me, my uh, my intent, my ultimate intent is to be seen as a writer, not only as a poet, because it's very... Productive. When you say it's limiting, when you say, well, I'm a poet, yeah, yeah, right. You know, you want to be taken seriously. So you have to be able to prove that first you are a writer, then to be taken seriously. Then you can say when people respect you as an artist, then you can say, yes, I am a poet as well. So that you can teach them that there is nothing wrong with being a poet and a writer at the same time. But first, you have to bring the known to the people. You have to bring something uh, with which they are comfortable they will deal with you much more comfortably if you are a writer and you are taken seriously as a writer because you provide good content, then the poet part will come and people will respect you as a poet afterwards. And that's what most people do not understand. They say, Oh, why don't you say you're a poet? Why don't you say you're a spoken word artist? And I explain to them, it's part of the branding process. If you want to be taken seriously, you have to start with something that people are familiar with and seeing that you're a writer. You don't have the stigma that is implied when you say I'm a spoken word artist or I'm a poet. So that would be my answer.
1: And that's a great answer.
2: Thank you. Very thorough. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: now um the question that I have to ask is um do you see yourself um doing anything in in a means to uh going around to different locations doing like web like uh seminars or uh, you know, reaching out to w- women and and small communities that need some type of guidance and writing out their feelings and their issues that are, they're experiencing, um, some way to to go on a more uh, visual way
2: to promote what you're doing and to also help people. Do you have any plans for doing anything like that? Well, that's a fantastic question. It's a great idea. You know, I've never thought about it. <laughs> so, you know, you're asking a fantastic question. Well, I would love it. Of course, I would love it. But as Natalie Brown says uh, all the time, you know, in order to be able to do um, speaking engagements, to be able to travel, you need to know how many people will be there and if people will pay for your for your trip and will pay you for it. Uh, because as as of right now, I can't afford it because you have to travel, you know. I live in the middle of the prairies in Canada and there's nothing around my city. Uh, like the, the next big city is 5 or 6 hours away from me. And in Winnipeg there is nothing much happening uh in terms of, you know, workshops and there's nothing much. So I had a better I would have a better chance if I lived in Vancouver or if I lived in Toronto or Montreal. Um as of right now I can't because Um, I'm extremely busy with other things, but in the future, provided I have financial support from others, I would love to do it. But for that, I need to sell my books, I need to sell my CD, I need to be able to make money of some sort to be able to, you know, do that. And I think that would be actually a fantastic idea if I uh, could afford it.
1: Well, you know, um, all is not lost. Because you could actually, until you get to where you can make physical appearances, you -hmm. could actually do what I see a lot of other people doing and create, you know, your webinar videos where you just have a webcam and you just, do yes. your, your seminar as if you were speaking to a group of people, oh,
0: yeah. and you mm-hmm.
1: can set up an account on YouTube or any other video host, mm-hmm. and you could um, do your thing that way. You could also put the on the blog so you can reach those people regardless yeah. of you know, the situation, and oh. that way you could you could raise money that way too. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you how, but we'll talk about that another time. But, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but that's yeah. another option that you can do too when you have the time to do that.
2: Oh no i agree i have a i've started vlogs i've started like sessions I have videos i have so on and so forth but I find it um people like videos, but there's nothing better than the physical contact when you can actually talk to the person directly and see them um on webcam it's nice i've done a lot of things on on webcam like i've when I released my uh, my c d last year I did an entire series of um, presentations on the internet, and I had people in the chat room, and they could see my face on the webcam, and you know, I played my my uh, some of my tracks and so on and so forth. I've done that quite a bit. I've done some uh, also a some uh, poetry workshops through the internet, but people were not really into it. Uh, they were not really interested. So that's why I think it's better to actually go where people are, so that you can reach them better. A uh, webcam is a fantastic way if you have no other way to do it, but I still prefer, I think, I would say physical contact or at least to be able to see people directly. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever works and whatever yes. gets you connected.
1: There's so many different opportunities out there. Now, I would like to share something for people who are very good at making their videos um, and who would like to get some help with the public to contribute to what your project is. Um, I recently found a website called um, Indiegogo, and it's www.indiegogo, and it's I-N-D-I-E, GoGo.com, And what they do is they, they actually help you raise money for your project because there are people out there that would donate towards a project because they can just see what it is that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it is all legal, so don't think it's any kind of weird stuff going on there. But um, you basically put together a video mm-hmm. of whatever it is your pro- project is, and it was mostly mm-hmm. designed for independent filmmakers yeah. and uh, independent artists. So they would have, if it's a filmmaker, they would have, like, a preview of the movie that they want to raise money to get the, you know, to pay for or whatever they have to pay for. Or Mm -hmm. if it's, like, an organization that is trying to bring awareness to something and they want to raise money to take care of that situation, they'll make Mm -hmm. a video. Or if it's an artist who will be sitting there playing their music and people actually will donate money and you just set up an um, amount that you would like to get that Mm -hmm. help you with whatever your project is, a lot of people have been successful on there in getting mm-hmm. their, their um, needs met. So you folks go out there, check out www.indiegogo.com, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll also put that in the chat room. Mm-hmm. So what what is ahead for you? You know, what's, what's the next thing that you're going to be doing? And, and what is it that, where is it that we can actually see you if we happen to be going to Canada?
2: Oh, my next thing, well, I'm busy, busy, busy writing and writing and writing and branding. So uh, basically, the next thing for me will be the release of my uh, fifth book, uh, five years in counting, a journey into the mind of soul poetry, uh, which is a book about growth and. You know, evolution—the evolution of the human mind. I wanted to bring uh, to, to bring together five years of my poetry and put them in a chronological order. So I divided the book into four chapters. The first chapter will be birth and childhood. The second chapter will be um, the early years, uh, the teenage years. Sorry. Uh, the third part will be um, adulthood, and finally, elevation. Elevation being about when a human a human being has finally uh, overcome uh, big griefs such as death and is able to start enjoying life again and starting to enjoy life for what it is, uh trying to put the negativity away and be able to build upon the experiences that they have learned throughout their lives. Um and, and if we uh, think about the logical evolution of human beings it's, people who start enjoying life are about 50 or 60 or sometimes 70 and these people are really uh, really tell you you know i'm i'm you know now i'm that age i'm starting to really enjoy what i've 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 experienced in the past I really enjoy my life as it is right now when I was a young when I was younger it was not as fun but now it is Uh, so that's what the book is about so I regrouped five years of poetry and it's about 150 poems Uh, and it's about the joy of being human despite problems despite difficulties we learn we learn through you know and require a lot we learn through being a teenager and being disappointed by our parents, being disappointed by a lot of things in our lives. And then we move on to, you know, um, understanding some of the problems we have, understanding some of the questions in life, but we still don't have all the answers. And then finally we understand not everything, but most of the things we need to understand. And and we know we end our lives happy. So that's basically what um, five years and counting is. And, um, the book is not; it has not been released yet. It will be released around August or September. But um, I, the book is only available to people who become uh, fans of the fan page, the five years and counting fan page on Facebook. So, if people want to check it out, there are extracts over there. Uh, there are reviews that I posted, and so on and so forth. So, if they want to check it out, they go to facebook.com/slash five years and counting and then when they become fans of the page when they like it because now you have to like the page you cannot be a fan anymore when you like the page you are given if you read the last note uh, you will have access to a login and password you can enter the login and password on my website SandrineMarois.com in the store section the books and cd section and you can purchase the book right now but it's only available to fans of the fan page so Um, And then hopefully, I hope that I will be able to complete my second uh, Spoken Word album uh, by the end of this year or maybe the beginning of next year. It will depend on, you know, if I can get my computer, my new computer fast enough or if I can invest in a better product so that I can bring a lot of Great, you know, great content. But on this CD, I've collaborated with a few independent artists, a few musicians, very talented musicians, a few very talented independent artists, such as spoken word artists, singers, musicians, and so on and so forth. So, uh, this CD should be out, I would say, about the mid mid 2011. But really, the the, the, the closest project I have to release is five years in counting. So if people want to check it out, they go either to my website, com, as it's spelled on, in the chat room. and Or they can also find me at soulpoetrysite.com, site S-I-T-E, and that's my poetry page, so they can check out my poetry as well. And uh, if they become fans, as I said, they can purchase the book. So um, pass the word, <laughs> spread the word, and... Uh, <laughs> That's about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's wonderful, and um, I'm I'm so grateful to have you on the show today, and it's been a wonderful show, and we have
2: great guests
1: in the audience that have also been contributing, you know, um, to the show. So thank you all, and I hope that you continue to be, you know, regular listeners. Um, I was talking to Sandrine earlier about um, doing something every Monday for writers and poets. So if any of you would like to be featured on the show um, every Monday, uh, we do usually air at about 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Um, if you'd like to be featured, feel free to email me your information at mznndradio at gmail.com. I did post it in the uh, um, Chat room as well, and I'll be happy to go over your information and you know place you in our schedule so that we can promote you as well and also um, hear your your uh, you know words on what it is that you do and your career and and things like what we we're talking about today. So um, thank you so much for joining in with us, Sandrine, and I, I wish you the best. I know that everything's going to work out for you because it is part of your journey. So. Um, if you if you want to say anything to our audience before you go and I'm going to end the show with a song after your comment.
2: Well, first of all, I I truly want to thank you for the opportunity. Um I had a lot of fun. Um I think you're a, a great host um asking wonderful questions and I'm not saying it because you had me on the show. I just mean it. a <laughs> look, <laughs> well, very comfortable, very relaxable. So all the people who want to be on this show, you know. I advise you you know, to be on this show because it was very comfortable, very relaxed experience, so wonderful. And as far as the rest is concerned, I, you know, in the chat room, they, were, they have been some of the most supportive folks I know, uh, supportive folks for my art. Uh, so I want to thank them very much, Jamel, William, uh, Natalie, Kua, and Theodine. Theodine works for um, examiner.com as well. She, if I remember, she does Hawaii meals. She is the Hawaii Meals Examiner, and she reviewed my book as well. So, um, so thank you very much, guys, for coming. Uh, I truly enjoy the support, and um, that's all. Thank you very, very much for the opportunity once again. And uh, I wish you the best for your show. Uh, I will continue tuning in because I really had fun.
1: Oh, I thank you so much, and uh, it's been definitely a pleasure. So I'm going to actually end the show with my theme song now. I don't know if you guys ever recall the movie um, Kill Bill, but there is a song that I absolutely love, and I don't know why it is, but it's so
0: energetic
2: and
1: I like to always end my show with that so um, I just want to say thank you to the audience Um, you've been a, a blessed pleasure for me and I left all my contact information feel free to contact me at any time and we are ending our show tonight thank you and have a great evening